Welcome back, everybody, to the uh, Laura Antonio Sports Talk Podcast Show. I'm your host, Laura Antonio. Now we're on the NBA segment, so uh, let's pre- let's recap the the NCAA Men's Basketball Final Four. So there was a there was a call in Virginia and uh, Virginia and uh, Auburn that they got away with a double dribble call, and also um, Texas Tech shockingly beat Michigan State. Yeah, it was a really, really exciting game um, for, on on both sides. I think the the uh, the the Virginia Auburn game is probably going to go down as one of the more controversial endings to a game. Um, you know, I I think that that foul call at the end on the three pointer in the corner uh, was not the right call to make. I think I take a look, and especially if you take a look at the picture of the said foul in like a freeze frame type of position where, you know, you can see at the peak of the jump, at the jump shot, and then, the, you know, the, the alleged foul. First of all, I think that's a borderline, you know, that, that is a very, very borderline foul. And because of the fact that it's a borderline foul, that's not one that you can make. You cannot make that call at the end of a game to influence it like that. If it was, in, if it was an incredibly obvious foul, like there was, you know, lower body contact or, you know, maybe he pushed them or something on the three, you call that obviously. But with the game on the line, with such a, uh, a borderline that can go either way type of call, you can't make that to influence a game because then, you know, guy from, you know, the player from Virginia goes to the foul line, get, makes all three free throws. And now because of that, you know, very, 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 very controversial foul call, they, they end up losing a shot of getting to the national title game. I, if that call's made five, you know, with five or six minutes left in the second half, okay, whatever it is what it is. But you can't make a call like that that's so close and so controversial with you know, one second left in the game. You can't influence the game like that if you're the refs. No, you can't. Absolutely not. And uh, let's talk about now the national title game re- preview. So, uh, so I actually I originally had Michigan State winning it, but I'm actually going to pick Virginia to win the uh, tied national title. Yeah, Virginia clearly showed you in that game versus Auburn that they have the ability to play extremely well uh, coming down the stretch. They're very compo- They're a very very composed team. Um, you know, Texas Tech is obviously a team with you know with, with really really good players as well. Uh, you know, Matt Mooney had an excellent game during the uh, during the final four, 22 points in 36 minutes. He looks like their go to scorer. Um, you know, it, what what's really interesting, and I saw this today uh, before we got on, is that this is going that Texas Tech and Virginia are both making their first appearance ever in the national title game. And this is the first time that two teams are making their first appearance against each other in the national title game since 1979 when Larry Bird's Indiana State and Magic Johnson's Michigan State teams met in the national title game. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that is, that is pretty cool here. And uh, we could be seeing plenty of, uh, of plenty of what you call this, uh, plenty of NBA-ready players on both teams. Like, like, I think one of the Virginia players were, 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 were like, I don't know, one of them is named Collins or something like that. He was – projected to go to the Hawks but uh but I think that the mock draft kind of changed yeah a little bit um I I you know there's been a lot of eye openers obviously in the tournament um but you know the top three we all know is not going to change um I think that you know with a lot of these and this kind of happens oh I meant DeAndre Hunter I think he'll be an Atlanta Hawk 
yeah, I think he'll end up going early in the first round. Um, you know, the tournament tends to do this where, you know, you get these guys that were maybe mid-level picks, maybe late first-round picks that show out in the tournament, and they can influence the draft order like this. And DeAndre Hunter has certainly done that. Yeah, I expect him to be an Atlanta Hawk. And, yeah. Uh, I think I, I think Virginia is going to win this game. And uh, and also, I'm kind of checking out right now from what we're seeing is the uh, Baylor-Notre Dame women's national title game. And uh, too many injuries are happening right now for Baylor. Yeah. Before the Dodger game tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Baylor, you know, back in the national title game for the first time since they won it with Brittany Griner. Um, close game right now, two minutes and 42 seconds left in the, in, uh, you know, in, in the game itself, it's 77 to 76 Notre Dame is on top. Um, and you know, they, uh, and they just retake to retaking the lead right now. Baylor just, and we just saw Max Muncy on there just a moment ago, wishing the Baylor, his Baylor team, good luck. Yeah. It's been a really, really good game so far. Uh, Arike Ogumbawale is, is leading the way with 30 points. Uh, I, one of the best players in the country, obviously, uh, Chloe Jackson and, and Kalani Brown are having really, really nice games for, uh, for Baylor as well. So that's what we saw before the Dodger game right now. We saw Max Muncy wish his, uh, Baylor, uh, Baylor, his Baylor team. Good luck. Cause we know Max Muncy played for that, for that university. Yeah, baseball program. Yeah, you love to see that college pride uh, out of athletes. I, I really love it when you know they're they're really on top of their alma maters and and their sports programs. It's it's really cool. It's kind of a it's a it's a nice little you know support thing to see out of these guys. Ex- it's also, for example, when Ross Stripling and Michael Walker go to Texas A and M Aggie football games because they played together at Texas A and M. Yeah, it's really cool. It's a really, it's awesome. And they pitched against each other one time. That's for that's a good example to put it that way. Yeah, that's pretty. It, it's pretty cool. It's a nice little, uh, nice little intra-competitive bonding experience. And speaking of which, Michael Walker is, is an ace for the Cardinals. One of yeah. them went healthy. Yeah, absolutely. So now that being said, here is uh, for the Lakers. Two games left in the regular season for them. And my question for you is, do you think on Tuesday when the Lakers play their final regular season game of the 2018-2019 season, that could that it could be Luke Walton's final game as a Lakers head coach? I think it probably will be. Um, you know, I, I think with the way that this season has gone, um, I, I think there's a couple of things that you can take out of it. Number one, it doesn't really seem like from LeBron to – uh, Magic and Rob Polinka and even the team sometimes at times look just looks like you know no it doesn't look like anybody but Jeannie Buss is really behind Luke Walton. Um, I it you know the guys really didn't play for him uh, on a consistent basis, especially after the LeBron injury. Um, and I think you know you need to kind of get LeBron's guy in there uh, in order for you know the in order to move forward you know as a head coach you know with the head coach that fits LeBron best. Um, you know, Ty Lue is obviously up there. There there's pretty, there's a, a, a few main options. Ty Lue, who I think is probably the front runner right now. Um, Brian Shaw, who I think is getting buried under everybody, but I think deserves more consideration. Jason Kidd, who just should not get the job. Mark Jackson, who I don't think will get, you know, I, I don't think we'll even maybe get an interview. Um, and, you know, and, and then um, I've also and then obviously there's been some rumors about Doc Rivers that are just not it's just not going to happen. And then I heard one rumor about Rick Carlisle that I think is completely ridiculous. Yeah, it's ridiculous. The Lakers are not going to go in that route. They're going to 
Magic Johnson's going to get his own guy. Yeah, I agree with you. I've even actually heard recently that uh, that that Jawan Howard, who is a former forward with the Miami Heat, uh, is uh, is getting some consideration for the job. And Vegas actually put out odds that at the moment he is the current front runner for the job. Oh, I, I like Jawan Howard. I think Jawan Howard could be a good fit for the Lakers. I think he'll relate to LeBron because I think they played together and during Miami's championship years. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it would be interesting. You know, it, it's. I, I think, you know, one thing that is one thing that's kind of that I don't really like about what their hiring process is looking right, like right now is they're kind of going after a lot of the big name, high profile guys, whereas, you know, that where they obviously it's a big name. They've, they've done some things like Jason Kidd and, you know, Mark Jackson did some things with the Warriors before they started to really kind of take off. Um, but I I. I think that they would be a little bit better off if they kind of went and got not as big. For a few years now, he's, he's had to grind for those low level coaching jobs. And now I, I think, you know, him being a, you know, a grinder as a player and him being a grinder going through that assistant coaching circuit. I, I think that, you know, along with the fact that LeBron and Jawan have a uh, you know co- re already existing relationship that could work from their days we, in I Miami, we I think that that bracket, might work. So we'll get to that next week and talk about who's going to go all the way. So the playoffs begin Saturday, April thirteenth. I think even though the Lakers are not in it, I think it's going to be great matchups either way. And I think it's a foregone conclusion that the Warriors and Bucks will get first. Will 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 sweep in the first round. And I think the Western Conference and Eastern Conference Finals. We'll go to seven games. Yeah. And I, I, I would also not be shocked if the Warriors swept in the second round because I feel like that. Yeah, I, I agree. I feel like that the Warriors are going to sweep in the first and second rounds of the series, of, of the NBA playoffs so that they can get more rest. I feel like the Bucks will do the same as well. Yeah, I feel like the Warriors are gonna end are, are just gonna flip the switch that they normally flip and they'll they'll roll through the playoffs. Once they kind of get toward the end, you know, where they could potentially face a Houston or or maybe a, a Denver. I think really the only team that's gonna that could give uh the Warriors legitimate fits would be the Rockets. So it you know, if they were to see them later in the playoffs, I think that would be the only series uh, in the Western Conference bracket where they would really have any issues. But other than that, I think they'll pretty much just roll through. Um, I think the Milwaukee Bucks sweep in the first round. Um, I, I think that if they were to, you know, I, I think that they've proven already that they have the ability to handle the Celtics. Um, they've shown that, you know, even without, you know, Bledsoe playing, without Brogdon playing, and without Miritich playing the other night against the Sixers, that they're able to beat them and that Giannis can fully handle Joel Embiid no problem. Um, but you know, they, obviously they're a top flight defensive team. They're a top flight offensive team. So I expect the Milwaukee bucks to go through the, the Eastern conference playoffs. And I think it'll ultimately end up being a warriors and, and, and Milwaukee bucks, uh, NBA finals. They need shooting. And also when I looked at the uh, standings here for the West and East Miami, I think is facing a long shot of making the playoffs, which I think Toronto is going to, I think Detroit's going to end up being in there. Yeah, I think they will too, um, which is uh, – I'm a little heartbroken by that because I would have loved to see D. Wade in the playoffs one last time. Um, but, you know, it, 
it is what it is. Uh, Detroit's obviously not going to, you know, get anywhere. They're going to end up facing Milwaukee probably in the first round and get swept. Um, but, you know, I – and then for the, you know, for the Lakers – shooting cannot be any more of an emphasis. And then I think they need to, I I think they need to go out and get at least one star one, at least one. I don't know if they can get two. I don't think they will get two, but you need to go out and get at least one to show the Lakers fans that this plan of, you know, we bring in LeBron, we get another superstar to add around him and then add other pieces and our young guys develop is kind of, you know, kind of getting into full swing here. Like, let's go, let's start the plan. If they don't get, I, I, you know, I, I think that because of the interactions that happened during the season, I think it's probably a long shot that they get Anthony Davis in a trade. That could, so that I, could really I can look for them the to Lakers maybe go Jimmy after Butler. a guy like a Jimmy but Butler. Now with that being said, we almost have breaking news that Baylor, the women, the Baylor women's basketball team is about to win the national title game over Notre Dame. Actually, I had Notre Dame winning that game because I felt like Notre Dame's also pretty good. But my favorite college women's basketball team that I like the most is UConn with Gina Ariyama. Yeah. Yeah. That's been a fun dynasty to watch that. That has been unbelievable. And, you know, because it's, because it's women's basketball, it's been so overlooked, you know, how dominant he's been. You could, ar- you could argue that, you know, as far as a reigning dynasty goes, he's That's been one of the, the most UConn dominant Huskies coaches probably in the history of sports, let alone college. I think I heard they had a, I heard they had a great season, and I think these ladies play hard for Gina Oriyama. And I like Gina Oriyama. He's a great coach. I like the players on that basketball team. These ladies yeah. work their peds off every game, every night. They play hard. And and I think I think the UConn women's basketball team is good for a long time, and they are a good program to watch when you watch women's college basketball. Absolutely. Definitely. And Gino Ariema is excellent at recruiting. So, you know, there, there's no there's no shortage of of top flight uh, recruits coming in there. So they're going to continue to be uh, competing in final four, you know, in, in elite eights and final fours and, and, four, and, also, nation, like and four national title for a very long time. Uh, as long as Gino Ariema is there. She's really good. And also Sue Bird from the Seattle Storm. And also I also like Tennessee Lady Vols, too, with Candace Parker. Yeah, Candace Parker is is one of the biggest icons uh, of, uh, of of women's basketball. Obviously, one of the first women to be able to dunk. Um, I'm also a huge fan of Diana Taurasi. She is an unbelievable scorer. Um, and then uh, Brittany Griner, especially when she was at Baylor, I that her at Baylor was one of the that was one of the most dominant college basketball players that I've ever seen men or women like she just bullied everybody in college and you know average average about like five or six block shots a game she was unreal and she had those dreadlocks yeah well yeah yeah a little bit but you know she is just yeah yeah she she does a little bit but so you know Obviously, an, an incredible basketball player, very physically dominant, and brought yeah, uh, and right Baylor, now, uh, uh, their first national title Notre uh, back in 2012. So this is the most critical free throws they have to make in order for them to extend this game. And, oh, they, she missed it. Number 24 missed that first shot free throw right there. Ugh. 
Oh boy. Now they gonna after if she makes oh, one, boy. they're yeah, gonna have to uh, I don't know. This uh this Yeah, I no, they're definitely going to have to. Left. And I, I think that I it's possible that this game is over. Yeah, they fell, they just fouled right there. So No, this I I do they? No. Yeah, and yeah, I, th- yeah, I think this game's like probably over. I think Baylor's going yeah, to I, I think this is going to be a win for I Baylor. I think Virginia's going to win tomorrow. Yeah, I think Virginia is going to end up winning the national title. Um, my, uh, my, my final basketball thought of the day is simply that. And also the fact that this has been an, an excellent uh, and yeah, and in the NBA playoffs, incredibly exciting. So much, so much drama, That's so it. much fun to watch. Baylor has won it. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the NBA playoffs the, uh, is going to be a blue, lot of fun. Uh, business suit Baylor won is it. Getting hugged right now. All right. That's the head coach. I thought she was an assistant coach. Yeah, Baylor wins. Yeah, Baylor wins yeah, their second said, national uh, title, their I'll first national title since 2012 with Brittany Griner.